Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a couple weeks, right? It's been two weeks, I think. Um, not for a lack of want, just for a lack of uh, time at the moment. Things have kind of changed in my work schedule and things like that, so I need to find a new routine. That's on me. That's not on you. Content should continue as planned. I just got to make it a point. That's on me, right? We talk about ownership all the time. I bring it up probably on a episode basis. And this is on me, right? Like, no matter what I say, if it's a priority, which this podcast to me is, um, I got to be able to make time for it. So owning up to it, owning up to it to myself and owning up to it to all of you. So that's topic number one in this intro. Topic number two it has to do with the thing that I'm sure nobody wants to talk about. That's the end of the year goals or the 2022 goals. Some of you that took on this goal planning in the beginning of the year is probably avoiding the fact that we are officially in October, and that means we have two months. In my opinion, this is the most difficult phase of this process. Why? Because no matter what your denomination is, what your beliefs are, there's a lot of holidays in these next two months. You've got Halloween, Thanksgiving, um, there's some Jewish holidays that I can't name off the top of my head because I'm not Jewish, but I know there's a handful of them in these next few months. We've got um, Christmas and then thank New Year's. And then in addition to that, any sort of birthdays, anniversaries, whatever you've got going on. This is a difficult time to achieve your goals. This is also the reason why months ago I told you that you want to be super prepped going into these last two months because your focus and your ability to to do these things, to maintain whatever you're trying to maintain, is going to be far harder. If we look at it from a weight loss standpoint, the most holidays means the most food, the most family time, the most drinking. Um, New Year's is uh, notorious for a crazy binge drinking day, week, whatever you do. No, not here to judge. And so ultimately, these are difficult times. So all I can tell you at this point is, this is like the final reassessment in my mind. Anything that is definitely not possible, considering those future facts, probably needs to reassess. Either drop down your goal or reassess whether or not this is something you should be doing in 2023. If you're on pace and you've been listening to the things I've been telling you throughout the years, you should continue to do these things. Just stay focused and realize there will be likely a small drop-off. Don't allow that to happen if possible. But realize it's going to happen, right? This is no different than, than me with this podcast. I, I have a goal for the year for the amount of episodes I want to put out. I don't think I've mentioned that before. That was one of my goals this year. So while the challenges I have with my work schedule and everything I've got going on in my personal life does take a toll, and that's why you haven't gotten an episode every single week, there is a point where I need to be owner, I need to own it for sure and realize that, look, right now I can probably still hit my goal I might have to do some some maybe additional episodes. I might have to maybe be very... For sure, I have to be consistent 100% through the rest of the year uh, if I want to meet my goal. Um, secondly, if, if, I'm, if I'm behind because I haven't done the math yet on the number I want by the end of the year, 
uh, I need to really, really, really start focusing on things and really start having these topics ahead and breaking out time to, to record these um, when it is most beneficial for me. I get comments often about how if I give examples of what I'm doing or going through or, or how I'm approaching these things I'm trying to tell you, then it, it makes more of a connection. So this is a prime example. When it comes to this podcast, I can't remember the number of episodes I wanted to do. It's written down in my list. I think it was about 32. So I'd have to do the math as to when I started. And because of that, you know, depending on what number this is, uh, I'm behind for sure. With that said, initially when I planned this out, I knew it was a very lofty goal that I was asking of myself. Uh, with that being said, I still think it's completely feasible. So as I continue on, I have to be more focused and far more strategic in the way I decide to do things, what days I'm doing the podcast, what episodes I'm going to be doing, have a list of things in case I'm not feeling one and I want to do the other one. So just just a lot going on. So but you, you do have to plan. And so I suggest you do that with your goals and the ones that you're just not going to achieve. Right. Let's say you, you want to achieve weight loss. Right. And you think you're going to try to do 30 pounds or something in, in the next few months. That's a that's a that's an aggressive goal. You're talking about, you know, essentially October, November, December, you got three months, 10 pounds a month. Okay, doable. Can you do it with the family gatherings and the food and the traditional food that you got to give up and tell people no and the not drinking you should be doing? That's up to you and, and your time. And it's possible, but can you do it in a manner that benefits you, in a manner that um, isn't incredibly stressful, in a manner that you're not working out all day, every day? You know, how much of your time you're going to invest in things, right? So there's, there's always a balancing game in life. And so being honest with yourself at this phase of this process um, is very, very crucial because you will see that this is, this is the pressure time because, like I mentioned, all the factors before. And then if you have, let's say you've got a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, and you have to go to their family's thing, are you going to turn their family down too? Is your significant other going to look at you the same way depending on your goal? Like there's a lot of factors involved here. So just be aware of that. Uh, reassess your goals, be honest with what you think you can do by the end of this year. And we'll have maybe an episode or two, an intro or two about um, proceeding after this year and how what you want to do, your thoughts on it, stuff like that. Um, and we'll kind of do a little wrap up. You know, I did this before via Instagram stories, which I think are available on my on my YouTube uh, life generalist. And so you know, you can always refer to those throughout the year if you wanted to do something similar like this again. But um, at the time of recording this, which is October, the start of October, I definitely think that it's time. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, to really be honest with yourself. And with that being said, with all of that being said, because it does come off a little poo-pooey, right? Like I'm, I'm giving you shit about your choices. I'm not. I'm just, my, my, my approach to things is always focused on goal. And then when the goal, you're at the end of the, the race, at the end, whenever you've crossed the finish line, then you can be joyous and celebrate what you've gotten accomplished. But until you've crossed that finish line, stopping, pulling, putting your foot off of the, the, the gas is going to make you far less focused and you're going to likely lose your place in the race. Sweet analogy. So that's where I'm at with it. That's what I'm going to tell you to do and then you can celebrate the things you have achieved at the end and we'll talk about that as well but 
that's that's I want to keep this intro rather short. So that's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys enjoy the intro, enjoy the episode coming up. Right, literally, right next to this one. Don't don't go anywhere. a million times on this podcast there are times where i have a topic written and and it's on i have a hand i mean i have a ton of them written and but then i'm like compelled or motivated or or something comes up in my life where i i feel like that's the more appropriate topic to talk about this is one of those um just because it's it's sitting at the forefront right it's it's sitting at the very top of 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 the soup if you will so it's easier for me to get into these topics while here because you know right time place it's easier for me because it's the most familiar it's the easiest to come across and quite frankly it's just faster than me referencing this later on and also forgetting points so I got into this, this fun discussion with a person. Uh, you know who you are. I don't like to blow people up on the podcast unless they like to be blown up. Um, I often, I love philosophical debates. I love talking deeply about topics um, because I think ultimately that's that's where you get to know people. That's where you get to know um, their stances on things. That's how you get to know perspectives of others. That's where you get to know different viewpoints on things that, that you maybe haven't been exposed to. Those I think are crucial. You know, I've talked about it famously on this podcast, how if I, if you see me at a water cooler and you're like, hey, how's the weather? You hear me talking about the weather. Um, I'm not having a good time. At that point, I'd rather be working because that's just not my thing. It's, it's, a, it's filler, right? When you're watching a show and you see a filler episode, you feel like you've wasted your time. That's how I feel sometimes with those conversations. And so for me, the true substance in things is often in these deeper conversations. You get to know people, um, what what their life experiences have turned them into and what they learn from those things. You get to learn people's standards on this and that, that you get to learn maybe different perspectives of your own that open your mind to other possibilities, right? It's often that, you know, we as humans individually don't create everything you, you touch, right? I didn't create my cell phone. I didn't create television. And, but it isn't until somebody else creates it and they expose you to it that you're just like, wow, this is really cool. This is, this is enlightening. Well, ideas and, and concepts and philosophies, it's all the same thing. So there's just a non-tangible version of that. So back to the original topic, because I'm getting very philosophical about this. Um, I was talking to somebody, you know who, and we we're talking about like this fascinating dynamic of, of men versus women, which I often find myself in because I think understanding one another as humans, as, as different sexes, whatever, is crucial to being vulnerable with each other and being able to have open discussions where we're honest about the real situations of life. We're not just putting this this 
coach over things of society and societal pressures and and the concepts of like oh this person is this type of thing and they they want to identify as this or this person thinks they're this or this person's perspective of history is this when we when you can be vulnerable with people and really have an honest discussion you can really get to a, to a middle ground where people don't feel attacked people don't feel like they're they're in the wrong right because oftentimes that's what we do as humans we we look at another person and say you're you're dumb because you believe this and then that other person feels attacked and internally they don't they might or might not fee- feel that but they come off they know it for sure and so then they lash back out so then it turns into something more aggressive than it should be versus just a cordial discussion so anyways back to the point i digress the coffee's not necessarily kicking in at the moment so i was talking with said person and we we're talking about relationships and how you know men versus women approach things which led to a far greater discussion that i feel like is finally being had um and and that's the discussion of of men and how men approach things how men approach their feelings um and so that's that's what we'll talk about today why because as this topic becomes more and more topical and more and more um just something that people talk about because it's not something that people normally talk about. It, it opens up the discussion about people seeing men differently, right? This is the, the initial point of the, 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 this conversation I started. If, if people understand each other more, if women understand men more and men understand women more, you see each other differently and you understand why people choose to do things. Therefore, there's far more patience, there's far more understanding, there's far more willingness to be that thing that the other person needs. So, anyways, this discussion started because ultimately um, this person was talking, this person went on a trip with a female and they went on a road trip together. And in that road trip, that female companion was, um, had just gone through like a breakup and or divorce or whatnot. And she was distraught and she was crying and she was like, like just, just, just the whole time, just, just tired and crying and, and you know resentful about the past and wasted time and we all been in relationships right so we all know how that feels and it was an interesting discussion because she said something along the lines of like that that was a bit draining right because it is women often being more more empathetic than men um take on some of each other's burdens but when you when you when you when you have a thick soup right you get a condensed thick soup in a can or something and then you you add water you thin it out and it's it's not condensed anymore. Soup is probably a bad example. I should have said like a concentrated juice. You get what I'm saying. You thin it out, and then it's like far easier to consume. And I think that's sometimes what women do with stress. You you go to each other. You you vent these things. You you get them out of your system. And because of that, your friend likely takes on a little bit of stress, but you feel far better. And and the comment that that this person said about the situation was like it was draining. Um, very tired. It's just, it's just crazy. And and she made a, a, a comment, which I can't really quote at the moment, but something along the lines of like, men, men, men deal with this so much easier. Like men don't have to struggle with this. And then that's when like, that's when my like ears perked up. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> because oftentimes that is a female perception. The female perception of, of men going through things is this of like, oh, men are unfeeling and men don't have emotions the way women have emotions. 
you women are incredibly incorrect if you have this mindset. Incredibly incorrect. Because it, that, that mindset is a mindset of like, oh, their struggle isn't as bad as my struggle. And that's a very toxic mindset to have. Because when somebody feels like they have it worse, they feel justified in what they do. The difference between men and women is that men traditionally have not had the ability to do what women do. And so men internalize it all. So to say that men don't struggle with things the way women do is is a bit ridiculous. Because yes, there are men who get with women and break up and don't have the emotional connection to them and they can move on, right? And, and a lot of women are like, yep, I've experienced that, right? A lot, of, a lot of women listening to this right now are probably nodding. Well, with that being said, are you taking into consideration the women that do the same thing? Because they do. There are women who go out and sleep with men and, and use them for attention and use them for money and use them for whatever. And then they move on. And what about the guy that was emotionally invested in that woman? What about the guy who was in love with that woman? And she just broke him for his, his clout, money, attention, whatever it is. So these things happen all the time. It's, it's, it's a double standard that, that really isn't one. So we got further into discussion, and, and that's when my ears perked up when she said that comment. Because to me, my experience as a male, that's not the case. And that's one thing that's fascinating because like men will internalize things. Men will definitely internalize things and bottle them up and put them in a little box in the corner of your brain. And and depending on the type of guy you are, this can break you. This could affect your health negatively. This can make it so you lash out at people. This can make it so that you never work through these issues. And you see a lot of men that typically don't. And in, if you're one of these guys that ends up having kids, these things come back out. These patterns, these these ways of, of dealing with your stresses come down to your kids. And your kids start realizing that that's the way to approach things when it probably isn't the healthiest. Without all being said, there are also other type of men who will use this as motivation for things. You hear, you see all the see Instagram is fascinating because people are starting to really voice their feelings on these on these apps, which might actually be healthy in a way, right? Because I always sometimes will see these things on my feed, and I'm like, "Ooh, you're going through something, right?" And then I'll see, you know, people in the comments being like, are you okay? Things going right. You're, you're all right. Stay strong, bro. Like stuff like that. Right. Like men are so, so there's layers to, to, to the, to the stunting of the emotional male there where it's not even just like, Hey man, if you're all right, reach out. It's, it's, it's just like, stay strong, bro. Like it's this male mindset of like, suck it up buttercup, you know? But anyways, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but social media has made this far more acceptable so much so that like, you'll see guys that are like, Oh, they'll have these 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 videos where you'll see you'll see guys working out, but it's the the whole meaning of the video is like, oh, they had a breakup and she broke up with him and crushed his heart, and now he's like at the gym all the time. He's like, that's his has his life, right? And there's a ton of dudes like that. There's a tremendous amount of guys who get broken by their partners, and then use that as motivation for the gym. There is so much of that, and now you can see that on Instagram constantly, like. I came across a feed and I kept you know, swiping and going to the next video and the next video. And it was just consistently that. It was like dudes breaking up, dudes dealing with anxiety, dudes dealing with stress and, and not having anybody to, to help them. And, and, and after this conversation I had with this person, 
I remember just sending her a whole bunch of these things via Instagram DM being like, this is the piece that you women don't see. Like, this is the thing that you guys don't see because you see this shell. You see this wall that men put up for a number of different reasons, which we can get into, I suppose, if you'd like. But men put up these walls, and, and when women break up, they go through their, their, their sadness phase, they go through their what people now call their hoe phase, and then they can get past it and move on to the next guy. Guys don't do that. Guys internalize it, and they bottle it up. And, and the most toxic thing that I can say that men do, in addition to everything I just described, is that they will bottle it up, be depressed, be sad, be be borderline suicidal or suicidal. And even when they're around their friends, they have to have a wall up. They don't even talk to their friends about what they're going through because it's that level of, there's, there's sheer levels of male toxicity where even with your own friend, you don't want to come off less than a man. Even as somebody you trust with potentially your life, you don't want to be, quote-unquote, less manly and break down in front of them. That's a strong statement. Think about what I just said. It's not just the, we broke up, I, I'm not going to voice my feelings. We broke up, let me talk to it about somebody. Even when you're with somebody you trust, some of these men choose not to voice it out because they don't want their male peers looking at them less than. That's a strong statement. And for those that don't understand what this leads to, like the, the male suicide rate in the U.S. is four times what it is for females. Think about that. That's big. And so... I, I discussed this stuff with this person um, and we were talking about the different dynamics and it's it's I'm not saying any of this is healthy. I'm not saying that any of this is good. I'm just saying that when we start building up walls and we start talking about men have things easier than women. Ooh, that's a strong statement because one of the and I'll, I'll leave you guys with this little Easter egg. Because this is a lot of things for you guys to think about. And we'll, we'll, we'll leave you with, as with this Easter egg. One of the things that men have the hardest time doing is being even vulnerable with their partners. Because as men, especially traditional men, they, they see themselves as the rock, the, the, the protector, the provider. And so oftentimes I've met people, males in relationship, that aren't even comfortable with their partner's in being vulnerable. One, it's the male brainwashing, right? The, the whole never show your emotions. But it's also, two, they don't want to weaken the woman's perspective of them. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're, concern, if you're a woman that deeply needs a man to be like their rock, their, their anchor in life, their, the person more consistent in their life that can help them talk things out and, and be there for them when, when things are rough, Men have a hard time being vulnerable with women because they 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 don't want to see, they don't want to feel. How about that? Men don't want to feel like that woman sees them as no longer being able to do the job of that rock, to being able to do the thing that they want and need out of the relationship, 
And so men will be guarded even to their partners. And that's another level of toxicity, right? Like I'm talking about, if you've seen Inception, this is four levels of toxic traits. You want to talk about toxic masculinity? This to me is what toxic masculinity is. Not a guy being a guy. This is toxic masculinity. The, the first level is not being able to be open to your feelings. The next level is not being able to be open to feelings with your friends, your other male friends. The next level of toxicity is not being able to be vulnerable and emotional with the partner that you've chosen to spend the rest of your life with. Think about that. And, and if you're really, really certain type of male there are males that will have a, another level where they're not even honest with themselves they're just packing everything up in the box in the back of their brain and, and dealing with it later and this is why it's four times more likely for a male to commit suicide than a female and so in order not to not to make this like a super negative nancy podcast because i like to leave you with with things to do, things to think about, homework potentially. I propose this. Talk to your male friends. Talk to your male friends, partners, whatever you, you have in your life. And, and be willing to talk about these things because you never break a cycle until someone begins to do something different. And in this, in this respect, I do have hope for the next generation because the next generation seems to take this far better the next generation seems to be trying to talk about things put things on social media a little bit more in the in the past i've, I've made my comments about these things and and i was probably wrong for those comments and so if someone is feeling like they want to vent out in social media and somebody is there to catch them and 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 help them through a difficult time, it's probably the way to go. And so I don't have a fix. I don't have a, a thing to tell you. I just have a perspective to give you, a perspective of what, for sure, older school traditional men have, have done and are doing and, and some of the newer, newer generation as well. And this should get also hopefully give you perspective as to, for those of you that have fathers or, or knew your father, that gives you a better perspective of maybe why they were the way they were. Gives you a little bit more understanding of why men sometimes choose to do what they do. And also, finally, hopefully gives you perspective on what dating is really like. Because if a guy truly does care about a woman, especially to, to the point where you know, they allow themselves to be vulnerable with another woman, vulnerable emotionally with a woman, then a woman choosing to to betray that is is incredibly and deeply as emotional as any sort of things that women have ever experienced. And we cannot blanketly just comment and say that women have it harder than men because I don't agree with that statement. Because until you're on the other side of the boat, you're... To, you're wearing the other person's shoe, better analogy. You you don't know. And sometimes, well, 
how about this? Most times, getting those things out of your system is far better than building them up. And the female approach is likely the better one. And there's another reason why in the past, when I talk about, in, in the past podcast where I mentioned, you know, feel your fe- I always said, feeling your feelings when you're going through something tough. Don't sulk in them. Feel the feelings, get them out, and then you move forward. But you can't avoid that first step. If you avoid the first step, that comes with long-term repercussions. And if you're, if you're a male that's, that's doing this, I, I invite you to think about a couple of things. Because this isn't just like me explaining to females the male dynamic. This is also one more thing that I want you to consider. If you're a male that is doing these things, that compartmentalizes, oh, I said it right. If you're a male that compartmentalizes emotions, doesn't deal with them, realize that there are repercussions to your actions. Whether that's you having a difficult time finding a partner, whether that's you carrying these toxic traits into your children. And you you should know how difficult it is to live this type of lifestyle. So carrying these things into your children, teaching these things to your children, you know, potentially losing what you have because of this bottled up emotions and, and undealt issues. You know, these are all things that are potential repercussions for these actions. And at some point, you or your future lineage, hopefully, can break the cycle and have a healthier approach to things. But I think finally, we're starting to open up the discussions about the difficulties of being a male, which is something completely new. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope this one wasn't too long. I'm trying to keep these kind of short. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. They can't all be fluffy and they can't all be happy and they can't all be motivational. But I think this is a good time to discuss these things. Because if we don't ever do it, who's going to do it? How many more people can be helped, saved? Long story short, not all of them can be happy. Not all of them can be peppy, motivational. I think having discussions where we get perspective on things and really talk things through helps us have a greater understanding of each other as a race as as a species because if we don't do these things we're set to 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 have history repeat itself and that is one of the quintessential human problems is that we are unless we break cycles of our of our genetics and our monkey dna as i like to call it you are bound to continue cycles and not and cycles that are incredibly either toxic or dangerous or species ending. So that's where we'll leave you. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>